switched on on F104 and during the week I was watching The Deepest Breath on Netflix, which brought me down a rabbit hole. We're now joined by freediver Claire Walsh. Hello. Hello, how are you? Thank you so much for chatting to me. It really opened up my interest for this sport. But how would you explain freediving to someone? Oh, that's a good question. And my answer has changed in the last three weeks. I think before Deepest Breath, I would have described it one way. And now I would describe it somewhat differently. So before I would have described it as magical and very meditative, which is a word I can't say very easily. Mm -hmm. Um, Calming. Again, magical comes back into mind. And for me, it's kind of the closest thing that I'll ever experience to flying. So that's I suppose, how I would have described it. And in fact, I I wrote a book and my very first chapter describes a dive. And the first couple of lines are um, in the water. I don't hear anything. So free diving to me is peace and it is quietness. Because I suppose with water, although it's very powerful, it is also very peaceful, as you were saying. Uh, absolutely. And then we have deepest breath. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, a really incredible film documentary, but it has given, it has opened up the world of freediving to so many, but a very specific part of freediving, the extreme and the dangerous. So now I find myself having to not necessarily defend freediving, but usually when people ask me what freediving is about, they're looking at me like I am insane. (laughs) So I almost I'm starting on the back foot and have to go, no, 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 no. It's not as dangerous as it's, you know. Yeah. So it's definitely how I describe freediving is definitely changing just at the minute <laughs> with the with the popularity or, you know, the the exposure to the sports that people are um, getting from from the documentary. How did you stumble across it initially? I was backpacking. So I was traveling. I was in my early 30s. I was traveling on my own through South and Central America. And I was playing a game called the Yes Game. Mm-hmm. And that meant if I was presented with an activity, um, I had to try it. Oh, I so, love that. But, you know, I, I kept a few no cards in my back pocket you know, for safety. That's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I primarily said yes. So like I tried uh, scuba diving, mountain biking, quad biking, paragliding, which I hated and will never say yes to wow, again. Oh, that's interesting. Um, that's on my list as well. Never <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> no, in the air, always in the water. That's what I've learned is where I belong. So I'm trying all these new things. And I was on, I think it's like a snorkeling trip and a group of lads were with me and they we were in the on the surface of the water and they kicked down, went through a cave and came out the other side. And I tried to keep up with them. I would be pretty competent in the water and definitely a little bit competitive. So I tried to keep up with them, but my ears stopped me. So as nonchalantly as I could manage later on that evening, I asked them, hey, how, like, how did you do that? And they explained to me that it was free diving. There was a whole system around it of how to hold your breath how to manage you know the pressure in your ears and your chest Mm -hmm. and no word of a lie after that conversation I googled you know where can I free dive and the following day I organized a boat and a 
plane and a train and an automobile out to the island of Utila, just off Honduras. And there I did my very first beginner's freedive course. Unbelievable. Hmm. What was it like to do that course? I'm assuming, was it difficult to begin with? Mm, it was challenging, I suppose, in a in a new way. It's funny, you know, writing the book, I had to, you know, recall what that first course was like. And I was back in the summer of 2015. So it's a little bit back now. But, you know, I remember enjoying it. I remember kind of wanting to do my best. And then once the course is done, okay, so there was, you know, the next step, the next course. And okay, I'll do that as well. And then you could, and then I was supposed to continue on and leave Utila and go to, I'm not sure where, maybe Nicaragua before heading home in September. And I ended up staying on that island for the whole, for the remainder of my trip and continuing to free dive. And once I came home, I presumed I would forget about it. Like I forgot about scuba diving or paragliding (laughs) or whatever else I had tried. I presumed I'd leave it behind, but I found myself not being able to let it go. I watched videos online. I was curious about where I could do it, what, you know, what was possible. Um, and that, I think, really started things off. Um, I just, I couldn't let it go. You also have a background in theatre. So you would be mm. used to using your voice and controlling your breath and how you use it. Did that come in handy then when it came to this? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um it's funny, it's something that I would always consider in, in, in two parts. So first there is the breath awareness. Um, you know, I, I've trained as a singer, I, I trained as an actor and I've taught voice for years and years and years. So, you know, breath support and diaphragmatic breathing, that was always part of my professional vocabulary. It definitely made a really big difference to freediving. Mm-hmm. My background in performance, that hindered <laughs> freediving was I don't know like if you perform or you know when you're starting a show you get a little spike of adrenaline and you kind of use it to Push to start up. yeah I love that feeling that's the feeling of I suppose being a performer mm-hmm. it's a mixture of nerves and excitement and whatever and you kind of you know I feel it a little bit freediving is the exact opposite wow. you know instead of not necessarily psyching myself up and using that energy at the start of a dive, you have to do the exact opposite. Mm. You have to calm it down. You have to use your breath to slow your racing mind, to slow down your heart rate, to release any tension in your body. So learning this skill was something that was totally new for me. And then one that has benefited me many, many times out of the water. I'm assuming then that that energy that you get before you start something or you go out on stage or whatever it happens to be, you're obviously using a lot of oxygen just for that. And so then it makes sense that you're trying to conserve as much as possible possible before you even begin. So it makes a lot of sense. Exactly. The nail on the head. You know, there's no point me starting off being giddy or jittery Mm -hmm. or, you know, having lots of thoughts because that's all it's doing is consuming so much oxygen. And that's not the name of the game. So when you get into the water to do a free dive, what are you thinking? What are you preparing? So the the preparation will start a good bit before you get into the water. So many divers will have some form of stretching routine or mobility. They'll do lung stretches or breathing exercises. But a really big part of it will be 
either, you know, a meditation or a visualization. Uh, for me, I would usually listen to music mm-hmm. and, you know, you know I, I might be singing along, but the good thing is if I'm singing along, I'm breathing, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I'm, I'm slowing things down for me. Um, and it keeps my, you know, there's no point, you know, if you're coming up to a competition, there's no point saying, don't be worried, you know, mm-hmm. nature pours a vacuum. If you try to get rid of worry, <laughs> something else will rush in. So for me, when I'm singing, it's something for my mind to hook onto a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, singing is kind of my screensaver anyway. So it, it, it's quite a relaxing thing. Um, so so that's usually what I'm doing before I go into the water. I would uh, be listening to something. And very often when I get into the water too, I have been known to sing through my snorkel, wow. uh, much to my um, buddies' <laughs> uh, frustration and annoyance. Uh, but it, it's just the little things that work for you and singing or humming or running to the words of a song. Um, that helps me. It, it anchors me almost. In 2019, you were the first person to represent Ireland at the Freediving World Champion. Did you think you were going to get to that point when you started? No, gosh, of course not. And actually, since that, I found out there has been there was a ma- um, two men, two Irish men. So I'm, I was the first woman. Okay. Now, now I'm going to have to change all that. <laughs> um, no, gosh, of course not. Um, and even I think even now it still feels quite surreal. And, you know, you know, no spoilers for my book. It's you know, this is a really big part of what I talk about. Um. And I suppose for me, the journey to get there was the important part, not necessarily mm-hmm. not necessarily my diving ability, like I was never going to win. But, you know, it, it was about putting myself forward, putting myself out there and actually going for it. Because in the world championships, you know, you're there with some of the top athletes in your sport. So you can imagine the imposter syndrome that was circulating in my little brain mm-hmm. at the time. Um but I'm really proud of myself for doing it and, you know, for putting myself forward. Um, like it is, it's quite surreal, uh, whatever, four, nearly four years on. It's unbelievable. So in The Deepest Breath, obviously it draws attention to some of the dangers of the sport. But for mm. you, is that something that ever goes through your mind? Oh, uh, yeah. Look, I'd be lying if I said it didn't. Um, I, you know, I addressed the dangers of freediving at one point in the book because I had to, and I found it a really difficult chapter to write mm-hmm. for two reasons. The first one was that a lot of people take shortcuts. So very often, whether it's through my website or through my Instagram or whatever it is, I get messages saying, come here, saw this thing called free diving see that you do it can you tell me how to do it hmm. and my reply is always the same and I'm not being flippant it's take a course mm. and then you get the kind of, I know come here like can you just give me like a couple of tricks I have all my gear and all I can repeat oh. is take a course take a course with a professional who knows what they're doing yeah. because the reality is the sport is dangerous and it becomes a heck of a lot more dangerous if you don't learn it correctly if you don't learn it from someone who puts an emphasis on safety and if you don't have the awareness of what can go wrong and know what to put in place to keep you and your buddies safe so there's that you know I feel very passionate about 
safety and not taking shortcuts and all that. And then the other side of it, I guess, is the media. Probably, you know, at least 70% of articles that I've popped up in or I guess reviews my book or whatever it might be, have the tagline second most dangerous sport in the world. Mm. So firstly, I don't know what the first is. I don't know where they got this, but it is, <laughs> might be paraglide. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but, you know, it, 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 it's clickbait. Yeah. You know, you do. I want to go. I want to read this. This girl's doing the second most dangerous sport in the world. But that that just I think it does the sport a disservice mm-hmm. because so many of us now I mean probably 95% of the people that I know who do it they're doing it for the body mind connection for that sense of calm for the sense of autonomy it creates between your body and mind for the sense of exploration you know you know it's huge it's not just thrill seeking um going after deep numbers for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all this emphasis on on the danger, I think, yeah, it does the sport a disservice. I suppose that'd be but I, comparing it to, say, horse riding. You're not going to just get on a horse and think that you're going to be amazing. You Like that, you need to go and learn how to sit properly, how to do things properly and learn it correctly. Like you can't just do it. And that goes for anything, I think. Exactly. And then ultimately, accidents still happen. Yeah. You know, and I listened to a, a different radio show during the week where um, a woman was incredibly irate at the amount of danger that was involved. And it was really interesting to listen. Like, firstly, I, I've dived there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some of the people involved. I also know the director she lives in Greystones so I feel very very connected to a lot of parts of it and it's also a sport that is a really big part of how I live and how I would like to live so hearing this opinion formed from what you saw was it was it was just quite shocking because whilst watching the documentary and I won't give any spoilers in case any mm-hmm. listeners haven't seen it yet, and I recommend that they do. It's amazing. You know, it, it is it is <laughs> breathtaking. <laughs> um, I don't know how many times that'll have been used in the promo. Yeah. Uh, but the the opening, I think about 10 minutes, it left this ache in me and my husband. He's a diver as well. And that ache is just, oh my gosh, I need to get back to doing it. It is stunning. And I think they did a super job on explaining why we free dive and why um Alicia and Steve free dive and they're two different reasons mm-hmm. but it, it's the why it's that being drawn to it um and to skip straight to the danger I think misses part of the point anyway because mm-hmm. I I suppose for me I took in that piece and how amazing that must be to be able to go to those depths that you don't even think of well I don't anyway because I couldn't imagine even doing it and it was that that got me going wow the water goes that deep (laughs) yeah and you know for me you know I can't think of going that deep I'm not near those levels but you know I can experience that you know at a shallower depth or whatever it is yeah Um, but it's uh, so 
just before I went, I went to see a screening in the in uh, the Lighthouse Cinema. And um, a couple of days before that, I had a call with a pal who's in Dahab. He's a terrific diver. And um, some of it is, his footage is shown in it. Um, and, uh, you know, it was lashing rain here. and I have no plans to go free diving. So I just said, OK, give me a hit of diving. Describe your dive for me today. No way. So he's and getting into the water and the temperature, how he felt like he knows he, he knows how to use the language. Of course. Um, <laughs> so he was he's going down and there's this part of a dive called free fall. And I think they, you know, they show this in the film very well of where you're weightless. So you don't have to do anything to descend. And that's what I mean. That's what I'm describing when I call it the the closest thing I'll experience to flying. So when I was chatting to my pal, you know, he was describing his dive and then he said, and then the free fall. And we both just stopped and I teared up and he teared up. So, you know, it, it's it's a re when it when it works when it's going well when a dive is going well and you hit that free fall and your mind is empty or soft or whatever it is your body is relaxed it is magical and it, it's incredibly humbling to get to experience this I'm kind of jealous if I'm honest a little bit jealous mm-hmm. yeah I'm jealous of or anyone who's doing it at the moment yeah it's <laughs> It's 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 quite it is it's incredible it is incredible. So if people want to find out more about your story, they can read your book Underwater. It's it's by Jill Books. Where Jill else Books, yeah. can they find you? So they can find me on clairewalshlife.com. I do. I'm I'm a speaker. I'm a breath work uh, instructor. And uh, yeah, I'm an author now, which is which is something I kind of forget to add in. Or you can find me on Instagram at Claire Walsh Life. Amazing. Claire Walsh, thank you so much for chatting to us. Uh, thanks.